Welcome to the Witty Committee. I'm Courtney. And I'm Claire. And this week, we're reading the fifth book in Kate Bryan's Privilege series, Pure Sin. Before we get into it, Courtney, tell me a little bit about what you have been reading, watching, doing outside the podcast this week. So outside the podcast this week, I have one book to go pick up at the library before I leave for my trip to California tomorrow, and it is called The Strangers by Margaret Peterson Haddix. I have finished All of Us Villains. It was so good. It's definitely part of a series, and I don't know when the next okay. books are coming out, but so, Claire, I would definitely recommend that one to you. Torturous. You know, I know. I hate when they do that. But I will let you know how The Strangers goes. Claire, what are you watching, Thank reading, you. consuming? So I'm still watching, I'm now on season two of The Great, which is still fantastic. Um, I know it's comedy and I think it's hilarious. It's very much my kind of comedy. But the thing that really like wrecks me is the fact that like I thought, I was like, there's no way. This is like totally fake. They can do whatever they want. Uh, Spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't watched The Great, cover your ears or like turn off your, take off your ear pods for like 10 seconds. It bummed me out so bad that they murdered Leo. Anyway, but I'm outside of the podcast. I'm reading um, the pirates, the pirate king's daughter, um, which is free on Kindle Unlimited, and it's like a book talk book that from like a year and a half ago that I kind of never picked up, but because it was free on Kindle Unlimited, I started it. It's fine so far. Um, it's about the pirate king's daughter, exactly as you would think it would be. Um, she's a sneaky little pirate lady, so. Yeah, um, but Courtney, tell me about your thoughts on this book, because this book made me very sad. It made me very sad because there is one passage right in the beginning of the book that really solidifies to me that Ariana in this book goes from being the anti-heroine to the villain. Oh, not even to, but the thing is, is it's like, She's the villain to herself, too. Yes. Like everything she, that she does she, is like you're self sabotaging yourself. Exactly. And it's so sad because this is the book where I feel like if she had been able to, she would have made it. Like she could have made it and would have been fine. But you see her throughout the book, like, which actually made it really interesting and like different. You see her nature warring against like the situations that she's in. And just the fact that she really, I think you're able to lull yourself into this, oh, Ariana lives in this certain kind of reason, like world with reason and logic. And then in this book, you realize that like she does not have reason or logic outside of her own. And she is very unwell and also just totally unhinged and out of control. And And it's particularly difficult because it's like at the end of the day, if we look at Ariana on paper, she is a, a serial killer. And serial killers shouldn't Mass murder. Win, yeah. But she is also the protagonist of these books. And so we are conditioned to want her to succeed and to, like, get through this. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, you're shooting yourself in the foot at every opportunity that you have. And I want you to not be doing that. But at the same time, it's like, okay, well, whatever happens is your fucking fault. Exactly. So if you guys were with us at the end of last book, um, you... We're around for Caitlin Nottingham's uh, staged self-defense murder. Ariana murdered Caitlin in defense of Lexa. They buried her in the back backyard of Lexa's uh, parents' home. And then 
to like cover their tracks that Ariana and Lexa went out to a bar and Ariana ran into Kieran. And instead of pretending she didn't know who Kieran was, she was like, oh my God, Kieran, hi. So good to see you. And then she shoves Kieran over a bridge. So that's the beginning of, I would say, the end of Ariana. Um, We opened this book and Ariana seems to believe that everything is all right in the world, that her life is going to be perfect. And for all intents and purposes, for the most part, it is. She's gotten together with Palmer. They're public. They're doing great. Caitlin's out of the way. And she's about to be initiated into Stone and Grave, the secret society. So she's doing perfectly fine. She has fully, like, subsumed her new life as uh, Brianna Lee Covington. And, and there have been no issues going forward. So things are looking good. Yeah. And then the next puzzle piece that really falls into place for her is her, and by her I mean Brianna Lee Covington's, grandmother dies. Which means that Ariana, being the sole beneficiary of all of this fortune, is now a billionaire teen heiress. And there is no trust in place. She gets all the properties, all the money, all the security deposit boxes, all of the cars, all of the everything. It's hers now. And there is no one to stop her. And it's kind of convenient timing because the weekend after this is supposed to be parents weekend. And I was kind of led along the belief that maybe Grandma Covington would try to come and then it would mm-hmm. kind of foil things. But no, totally. she doesn't even try to come. She passes away in her sleep. And, <laughs> she doesn't uh, even try. She just dies instead. She doesn't try. But what, all I'm saying is that that was not uh, a snafu in Ariana's plans that she had to deal with. Uh, she is successful in, in getting... So if you... like. All the way back to book number one, I think she gets a like a driver's license as Brianna Lee Covington. That is a Brianna Lee Covington driver's license, like with Brianna Lee Covington with her. So when she goes to sign like all the documents for the will, like she has a valid form of ID and everything is okay. So like she is legally now the owner of all of this stuff. Um, And so things should be right as rain. She is super filthy rich. She is she's got the boy now she's got palmer lexa's totally fine with it um but lexa proves to be an issue for ariana before we talk about the lexa issue can we talk about the issue that happens at the will signing yes we could talk about that so the her attorney is reading the newspaper when she gets in and right as she thinks that everything is going to be perfect hunky-dory going forward she looks on the front page of the newspaper and the way that this is written I thought she saw a photo of herself, of Mm -hmm. Ariana Osgood. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, they discovered that it wasn't her. And that's because she just says, oh my God, it's her. And I was like, and I'm like, okay, turns out that's not true. It's. Take a guess. Wait, before we say anything, if you're listening, sit there, take three seconds and guess who it could possibly be. Did you guess Reed Brennan? Because it was Reed Brennan, who was apparently a freshman soccer phenom at Georgetown, who made the front page of the sports section of the Washington Post. And Ariana is now like, okay, she's coming back into my life in a way that like I can't handle. And this was the passage that made Ariana the villain for me. Because Ariana goes out of her way to go to the Georgetown campus to try and find Reed to murder her. Because she's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, because she can't conceive of a scenario in which she could exist in the same city in a disguise, in an entirely different context, 
with Reed and Reed would ever run into her and then not recognize her, which the odds of that happening, even though like Kieran thing aside, the odds of that happening are significantly low. Like you and I both lived in DC. It's just like not, not statistically probable. I think there, I do run into people I knew from high school very frequently here, which I just think is like, you know, butterfly effect or whatever. That's not the right term for it, but you know, it happens. But I think the couple of things backing this up here. A number one, she looks entirely different. She's a whole new identity. And so the likelihood that Reed would recognize her is slim. And if Reed does recognize her and then goes and tells, I don't know, Noelle, Taylor, anyone else, oh my, Constance, oh my God, I saw Ariana. They're going to be like, Reed, you can't always see Ariana. Ariana's dead. Like Ariana's back in, dead. in they private. They literally when, burned her. She, yeah. And she would, be, when Reed would be like, oh my God, that's Ariana at the beach in St. Bart's. And it's like, no, Reed, that's not Ariana at the beach in St. Bart's. So like, they would just be like, Reed, you're going crazy again. And so the likelihood of that being an issue is not a huge thing. Another thing is, and I saw in the notes that you would flag that this would make Ariana 20 years old. And if Reed is a freshman, and I have a theory for that. Okay, what's your theory? Because this ties into my issue with, Everything else that Ariana says about Reed and her going to Georgetown, but also the thing about, so throwing it back to a conversation that Claire and I had offline right before we started recording, just the geography of this book makes zero sense. And one thing yeah. that I'll flag about this is that Sumi, if you recall, has a townhouse on Capitol Hill. Capitol Hill is a neighborhood. It's not just like the one particular area. So like, let's say it's anywhere in Capitol Hill. Lexa says that her parents' house where they buried Caitlyn's body. She doesn't say it in this context, but she's like, this house? It's on Fox Hall. And she, Kate, or Ariana, Caitlyn, and Lexa apparently all walked from Sumi's house to Lexa's house. From Capitol Hill to Fox it's Hall. It's like five miles. It's, but it's that's not a, like where you would walk, walk in the middle of a Halloween party and then walk back. No, it's, it's a hike. It, it does was, make sense in terms of like them going to a, a Georgetown bar though after if they are in... Foxhall. It's weird that that layout is weird. But here's my thing about about Reed being at Georgetown as a freshman, as a phenom. Remember at the end of Private, they end right before Reed's senior year is supposed to start. Yes. Ostensibly. And you were like, what if they just didn't have Reed go back to Billings? And like, what if she just went along with, with Noelle? Like, why did they end it here? My theory, and I'm not saying this is right, but there are no rules. So I'm going to, we can say this and then it'll give us a little bit more wiggle room and make Ariana possibly 19 instead of being 20. What if Reed skips senior year and goes straight to Georgetown instead? I just find that so difficult to believe given how much work and energy and effort she's putting into rebuilding Billings House. And if she were to skip a grade, wouldn't she skip a grade to go to Cornell to be with Josh? That was my other thing is why is she going to Georgetown if her sister Noelle goes to Yale? Like, I'm not saying Georgetown's not a good school. It is a good school, but it's not this. It's not an Ivy League school. And Georgetown kids will try to tell you that it's just as good. It is not. It's not. Maybe they have like so, a super great soccer program in the year that this book was published. I don't know. But does she want to just do soccer? Like women's professional soccer. She, I don't think she's that good. 
Well, her, the whole world opens that. up to her if there aren't curses trying to kill her. But Ariana is. In fact, when Ariana goes to campus and she's stalking around looking for where Reed Brennan would be, she says to herself, Reed Brennan did not deserve to be here, did not deserve to be alive. After all the pain and misery and loss she'd caused, after all the awful things Ariana had been forced to do thanks to her, she did not deserve to exist. What she did deserve was to feel pain, excruciating, unbearable, merciless pain, which luckily Ariana Osgood knew how to inflict. And then she straight up tries to attack, like she puts her hand on the shoulder of a girl she thinks is Reed. And then it turns out it's not Reed. But essentially like that was the passage, that exact moment for me where Ariana lost my sense of heroism. I, I I think I could tell it was going downhill a long ways before that. I think I definitely, she lost the train when she killed Kieran for me but definitely this was like and it was so unfortunate because it was like it was almost like watching someone build um uh like a card like a card pyramid you know when someone's building with like playing cards Mm -hmm. and you're watching them do it and she like finally gets to the point where she's putting the two playing cards on top and like building this pyramid she gets this money she is all set like Caitlin's gone she's built this pyramid for herself and then she like she's like chose to build it in the middle of a windstorm like and the windstorm is her own psyche like she just is is completely dissolving everything she's worked for and it's so frustrating to watch at least she was smart enough to take the little documentation that she had as posing as emma walsh from the first book that we saw of ariana in this situation where she had pretended to be a different person to get in good with brianna lee covington And then she makes like an entire fake like passport, fake birth certificate, everything so that she has an escape plan should the Reed situation rear its ugly head. So that's where we're at on the Reed thing. Well, I I don't think it's the Reed situation. It's circling back to the Lexa situation. So Lexa, Ariana thinks that everything's good now, right? Lexa is having a tougher time at it, despite the fact that she didn't physically take place, like actually commit the murder. Uh, the aiding and abetting thing is not sitting well with her. Well, I'm so sure burying a body of a girl you knew is like probably pretty tough. I'm sure. I mean, like, it's if someone tries like, to kill you and then you have to bury that person's body and then like never talk about it again, you would be like going through something. Yeah, I mean, reading just reading these books, I'm going through something. So <laughs> I'd say that's fair. Um, but Lexa is not able to take it very well. She starts to develop um OCD hand washing tendencies she's losing her grip and it kind of starts coming to a head at the initiation for the new members of Stone and Grave yeah so Ariana gets initiated by her and Jasper are like hand like bound and gagged and thrown into a grave and then they get pulled out of the grave and this is also part of like a larger issue that I have with Ariana where now she has a crush on Jasper for some reason stupid I hate it yeah, like we can't just be okay with Palmer. It Ariana can never be happy with what she has. And so that's the same that's, thing. Yes, that's with the point. The Lexa situation where Lexa starts to lose it in the middle of this situation because she has everyone sign like contracts to be a member of Stone and Grave officially. And there is a contract in there for Caitlin's alter ego, Liliana Oswald. And so Lexa freaks out and Ariana thinks to herself, if Lexa loses it, then I lose my position of power as being the best friend of the president of Stone and Grave. 
and all the plans that I could potentially have to like leverage that power. And I'm like, first of all, what are you talking about? What plans? Second of all, even if Lexa does lose it, your boyfriend Palmer is number two in line. So you could still leverage power that way. Also, can't you just be happy with what you have? Why do you need more and more and more and more power? Who knows? But the other thing that kind of seems to tip Lexa off is anything kind of blood related. And part of being a member of Stone and Grave, uh, you have to go through like kind of a blood ritual where you pour your blood into, you prick your finger and you put your blood into a bowl, which I had some weird um, questions. Do you think they use a sterile needle for each initiate? Or are they like doing the old fashioned like, uh, Neat, like sewing needle over a flame sterilization thing like parent trap-esque i think it's the same needle for everyone and i don't Ugh. remember them using a flame when ariana was narrating it so i'm gonna say they all have blood disease now oh no well uh ariana decides that the best way that she can kind of keep track of lexa is to basically babysit her and so the rest of the book is kind of just like Ariana trying to keep Lexa under control um, while also being like wooed by Jasper. Um, there's a weird Sumi Jasper thing where Sumi thinks Jasper's cute and wants to ask him out. Um, basically, the- Poor Sumi, like she cannot have any man. Yeah, there's supposed to be a no stone man. and grave, congrats, you've been initiated party with like all of the local chapters. So like from other boarding Which I schools guess, in the area. So I guess that's a thing yeah. now. Um, well, Stone and Grave, to me, it's very obviously a mishmash of sororities and uh, Stone, like, whatever that Yale one is. Skull and Bones. Um, the thing. Skull and Bones, yes. It's very obviously a mishmash of those two that she's somehow, like, glommed together. Because I happen to know that the Skull and Bones initiates get literary names similarly to how the i did like the literary name situation and how it like speaks to i thought about this like it obviously they say in the book that it speaks to like certain personality aspects of each of the characters but i think there's Mm -hmm. also something to be said about like i wonder if it has anything to do with like their role in the larger story i don't after thinking about some of the other characters like in their respective books versus like how their names relate to the characters in this Mm -hmm. book. I don't believe that Kate Bryan put that much thought into it. I don't think so either, but Ariana's name, she gets Portia from the Merchant of Venice, Mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. Um, Landon gets Pip, which I'm don't, they don't say what that's from, but I don't know what it's from either, but I assumed that it was from Pippin, but I guess that that's not true because that would be Pippin, not Pip. Um, I think Pip is in Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, I think you're thinking Puck. Uh, yeah, I am. Anyway. Um, um, but Jasper Lexa gets... is Becky Sharp. Yes. And Jasper gets... What does Jasper get? Amory Blake? But Amory she says Blaine? Yeah. Yeah. And Ariana says it's perfect for him, which I... Okay. Anyway, it's fun. Uh, that's that. That's so. That's that. So this book is once again leading up to a big party, which happens. I feel like every book we had. Now we've got uh, another no, party. No bash. No bash. We had <laughs> the Halloween party. The Halloween party, and now we've got the Stone and Grave initiation party. But this one is a date party. Sumi wants to ask Jasper, 
and she sees Jasper and Ariana hanging out a lot. And so she's like, can you just ask him if he would want to go with me in a very typical, normal high school fashion? And she and Ariana's like weird about it because she was like, well, Jasper likes me. And like, I want to have everybody like me. And then she literally equates the Jasper Sumi situation to the Thomas Reed situation. And I'm like, that is so not the same at all. Not at all. So that was unfortunate. But um, Jasper and Ariana have like weird little trysts. Not really trysts. They start out as like a rooftop movie thing, a tryst. Well, that's that's the last one. Okay. They start out as like Jasper just kind of like flirting and then he at a parents weekend thing basically tells Ariana that he's going to pursue her and um, he does so and they start making out on the down low and while they're doing this Ariana's like pretty starting to realize how like annoying Palmer is to her sometimes yeah like, Palmer he's only very good dad yeah oh yeah totally which we knew yeah, he's never hidden it. it like, just, that's the whole reason why Palmer broke up with Lexa in the first place. Ariana's like, Palmer broke up with Lexa for me. And I'm like, no, bitch. Palmer broke up with Lexa because of you. Because you sabotaged the crew race. And then framed Lexa for Blame it. it and then, yeah. like, Palmer thought that it was Lexa and then went after you because you didn't do it, theoretically. But it's he didn't break up with Lexa for you. Don't lie to yourself. Um, so that was... What was... Oh, so... Ariana also uses Jasper as a drug plug to get Valium to give to Lexa so that she'll calm down because Lexa, like, is not Well, so that she'll sleep. Yeah. Yeah. But also she considers giving all of the Valium to Lexa so that she'll die. Yeah, there's a lot of this where she's, like, trying to talk herself out of murdering Lexa. She's like, I really don't want to have to kill Lexa. If she keeps acting up, like, oh, I really don't want to have to murder Lexa. (laughs) And she does make plans to, like, kind of get away, get away rather than murdering her. So that's what she does with the Emma Walsh thing. She gets, like, an Emma Walsh passport and that whole situation so that she can flee to Paris where uh, Grandma Covington had a -a pied-à-terre, which is very fun. Um, And so, like, there's all this stuff going on that she's, like, planning so that she wouldn't have to murder Lexa. But she is also, like, if Lexa doesn't get her shit together. Also, there's this, like, idea of if Lexa doesn't get her shit together, like, Connie's going to break up with her or she'll get kicked out of Stone and Grave and all this stuff. And so, like, also just, like, kind of as a friend, Ariana's, like, get your shit together. Um, and, I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff in the middle, but it's mainly just, like, Lexa freaking out and then Ariana trying to, like, make her feel better. And then, and then Ariana, Jasper and Ariana making out. Yeah, which I hate, obviously. Yeah. I thought there was going to be more to talk about in this book, but I feel like we're literally almost at the end. Yeah, because it's literally just Jasper is the new Thomas, and we forgot it's about like Jasper's Thomas, and Palmer is Daniel, but without, like, the anger and the cheating. Yeah. And, yeah, so... Eh. Exactly. Ariana resolves to break up with Palmer because she's been with him for all of one week in public, which is just so shitty. And she's a bad person. That's the that's the ending. And I mean, I know that like she's an objectively bad person. She's murdered so many people. But, <laughs> but like, even outside she is of not that, like she's person. not good. She's not a good person. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like I liked her in a lot of these other books or like I was rooting for her in a lot of these other books, even if I didn't like her like her. But I think that my issue with like Ariana versus Reed as main characters who we're following in this in the same universe is it like mm-hmm. Reed 
is perfect and everything that she does is stupid, but like you know that in the end that she's right. And Ariana is imperfect and everything that she nothing does she is does stupid is right. and nothing that she does is right either. <laughs> I don't know. Like I want to root but for I, I Ariana more than I want to root stupid. for Reed. Yeah. Totally. But that's because I feel like Ariana has more agency and like d- is more of an action-based person than Reed. Reed just lets things happen to her yes. and then she'll come up with like one big idea that's like stupid and fucked up and doesn't work. And then she tries to do that big idea and then it doesn't work because shocker, it's dumb. And like Ariana is constantly scheming. She's got plans on plans on plans. Are they all insane? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but they're entertaining. Some of them are not insane. They're just like hey, maybe don't do that. But, like, some of them are actually pretty sane. Like, the whole Emma Walsh thing, that's a sane choice. I will say, too, that Ariana's stakes are, like, obviously significantly higher because murder. But also just, like, her motivations are not, like, let's save this dorm. No, exactly. Everything Reed goes through, she weighs exactly the same. Dead boyfriend carries the same weight as the dorm, carries the same weight as I'm a witch, carries the same weight as that's not my dad, carries the same weight as someone murdered my dad. It's all the same. Yeah. Um, And Ariana has one overarching thing, which is don't get caught. So. Survival is an intrinsic human desire. It is. So kind of like right up to leading up to the, um, this party for Stone and Grave, um, Ariana sneaks out. Well, she's supposed to have a date with Palmer, like a study date. And then instead she decides to go meet up with Jasper. And so she gets back to her dorm room. Jasper blindfolds her, which is like terrifying and takes her onto the roof. And like, they have a little picnic party and they watch breakfast at Tiffany's, which she says is her favorite movie because Audrey Hepburn is her favorite actress. And I'm like, okay, gossip girl, whatever Blair Waldorf, like it's <laughs> XOXO totally murder girl. Oh, do you think that exactly. Cecily von Zieser got inspiration for gossip girl, psycho killer from Ariana? Um, no, probably not. Full circle. That was a full full circle noise. Sure. Okay. (laughs) I just think that we're all like, all of this like teen literature is reductive, but whatever. Um, he says you should totally come to my like soccer soccer game thing on soccer game on Saturday because I'm such a good soccer player that it's gonna woo you and she's like uh I don't think so that's how you know that like like, these kids are so high school because they're like will you come to my soccer game you'll totally like want to fall in love with me because of my soccer game totally it's promising that's like actually real um but she says no she actually goes and ends up uh spending the day at a spa with Lexa and all her friends instead which was cute um yeah to hear us even invited, he says that was nice sorry no you're good i was just oh i was just saying that to hear i was invited to the spa day and i thought that that was nice considering like it's a, still a group of five even though caitlin and bridget are both dead but so while he's at the soccer game he says that it was quote unquote illuminating and we're like what does that mean but then ariana pieces together that he plays soccer his game was at georgetown prep who goes to Georgetown? Reed. Who plays soccer at Georgetown? Reed. What if Reed went to Bethesda, Maryland, where Georgetown Prep is, to see a boys' high school soccer game for some reason, and then chose to speak to Jasper for another different reason, 
And then they both started talking about a girl with blue eyes. And Reed just suddenly knew that it was Ariana who wasn't dead and had disguised herself as Brianna Lee Covington to go back three years to go to boarding school again. What? Huh? What? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) That was bizarre. But the reason that this comes to a head is because um, Ariana is getting ready to go to Stone and Grave party. Lexa seems to be like miraculously cured by this spa day and all the Valium that Ariana has been pumping into her. Um, And Connie and her makeup, they had had a fight because she'd freaked out at a um, restaurant and she really thinks everything's going to be okay, which is good for her. She is kind of waiting to see what Jasper is going to do, like what he's going to wear. She's going to like kind of link up with him. And then he comes up and he knows that he basically comes up to Lexa and Ariana and says, hello, naughty girls. You've been so bad. And then walks away. And Ariana interprets Ariana and Lexa both interpret this as he knows that we murdered Caitlin. And that's his response, Um, which is not something that I think is logical, but they're obviously paranoid as fuck. And so Lexa freaks out. Ariana locks her in a bathroom is like stay here don't leave and don't let anyone in until i come and get you and she goes to confront jasper in a potting shed in the backyard and this is at uh maria's house keep in mind so not lex's house and um she goes to confront him she chokes him almost kills him like holds a rusty potting knife to his throat and is like what do you know what do you know And he's like, I ran into someone, like a boy from your old school. And she goes, Gage Coolidge, who, if you recall, was a boy from Easton. And he goes, no, I don't remember what his name was. It was like something, something. And he said that you had had an affair with your teenage or with your female teacher. And so you and Lex have been spending so much time together. I just assumed that you guys were gay. And Ariana has to remember that she's not Ariana. She's Brianna Lee Covington. And so this is something that Brianna Lee Covington must have done at one of her previous schools. And so she's like, oh, phew. And Jasper is like, hey, if I promise never to tease you again, will you maybe not kill me? I love you. And she's like, oh, he loves me. He knows that I'm a crazy murderer and he still loves me. He really, exactly. He would love me regardless and all of that. And I was like, oh about that i don't know about that uh but they never get a chance to really explore the consequences of that conversation because while they're in the shed they hear a loud crash and what is that crash but lexa having plummeted from a window to the ground trying to kill herself ostensibly we don't know if she did try to kill herself but like it does definitely harken back to the whole bridget falling down the flight of stairs and dying situation from a couple of books ago And so this is obviously an emergency. They have to get Lexi to the hospital. She is still alive right now, but she is not doing well. So they go to Georgetown Hospital. Guess who's at Georgetown Hospital? Dumb. Reed Brennan. It's Reed. (laughs) Obviously. But that's it. That's the book. We don't know what's going to happen next. Reed's there. Lexa tried to kill herself. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe she was pushed. Uh, Are there going to be any consequences for Jasper and Ariana being in the potting shed? Are she and Palmer going to break up? Is I, I have no idea. There's only one book we left, Claire. There is only one book left, and that'll wrap things up. Speaking of us only having one book left, 
if you guys have any suggestions for what you want to see from us next, uh, please let us know because Courtney and I are up for suggestions. I personally would love a book with some better fashion moments. I don't know about you. Um, yeah, there's really only one good fashion moment and I tried to keep my portion of it. I'm sure you and I have the same one. I tried to keep my portion of it pretty short because like, similar ones, I think okay. probably similar moments, but different people. Mm, perhaps. But before we talk about that, do you want, is there anything else yeah. you want to address in the book? Cause there's stuff I want to address in the book. Um, mm, yes. Okay. So when Lexa has her first freak outfit, she starts pointing. So there was like a broken window mm-hmm. as like a prank or something. And she points at it and starts moaning Caitlin. At the does beginning she? of the book. Oh, shit. She does. <gasps> and she Editing never error. knew that Caitlin was Caitlin. Like that was never, she always thought it was Lillian. And then they go back to referring to her as Lillian, like, two chapters later that and must i was just like be an editing error happening in like everything else honestly the number of aliases that like come across that this happens just are it's it would be hard for anyone to match it's difficult. i definitely agree i get it yeah it's very very tough i would totally understand if but i will put a pin in that just in case lexa actually does know something and this is part of a larger thing additionally True, my thing exactly is do you remember last book when ariana and jasper were sitting in his room studying for the stone and grave who do you know test and ariana was like jasper tell me something that's not on your stuff and he admits to her that oh no this was after they did the why do you belong in stone and grave yell in your face test do you remember that one yes where ariana says i belong in stone and grave because i'm a survivor my mom is dead my dad got killed by my best friend And then Jasper comforts her afterwards and says, it's okay, Ariana, not Ariana, but Ariana. My mom also got shot by herself. She's dead. She killed herself. Okay, but do we think, yeah, okay, because I know what you're going to bring up. You're going to bring up the fact that his mom is asking him to um, test out different hotel rooms, which never comes back. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, so later in this book, so that was in the previous book, Sweet Deceit. And then in this book, Jasper, for Parents Weekend, his mom keeps calling him to be like, what's the thread count on the Egyptian sheets at the blah, blah, blah hotel? And Jasper's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, mom, stop calling. Do, Do I think, think it could be stepmom? Stepmom? I don't know. That was my thought. But like, it does seem like a gross oversight considering, and like, he doesn't clarify it. So between the Caitlin thing, the distance between Fox Hall and Capitol Hill, the distance between Georgetown and Georgetown Prep, and like this jasper mom thing i think it's just improper editing sorry kate Bryan. you think she edits her own thing i don't think she does i think hatchet book group or whatever edits it okay well to them i'm sorry please do a better job i really care about these books yeah there's some continuity errors for sure uh definitely some questions that i have uh but overall i just think that the saddest thing is like watching this like energy where Ariana's like yearning for perfection fighting with the chaos that is like ruling inside of her heart it's just sad to watch it's sad to watch it devolve because I just know that the next book is just gonna get worse I also read the blurb for like the precursor of the next book because I was just like tell me what's gonna happen and basically it says that like Ariana like is gonna go and try and find like Reed and her and Dr. Maloney her therapist to try to murder them what that just why him so random yeah 
so leave random. it alone. Leave it alone. Stop picking at it. It's not a scab, okay? Exactly. He does not matter at all. Like, he, he matters not a bit. Exactly. Like, he's not a part of this. Unless he now transferred from the Brenda T. Trumbull Trunchbull facility to work yeah. at Georgetown Hospital in the psychiatric ward to treat Lexa. Actually, that's a really good idea. Do you think he'd get promoted to work at Georgetown? I don't know that it's a promotion, but, like, maybe he negotiated something to sort of, like, get away with the fact that, like, he let two prisoners escape. But so now he's So you think they'd Lexa. let him work at Georgetown? I don't... I'm not... Mm, I'm trying maybe to see where it. he comes back into play. He is a psychiatric yeah. provider for Lexa under her 72-hour hold for trying to commit slip and slide. And so that's how he sees Ariana... And he obviously recognizes Ariana because they were just together like six months ago. Whew. It's all coming together. That's what I think. Wild. Wild. Yeah, and he saw Ariana with the red hair. Yeah, it's going to be a thing. We'll see. Uh, before we get into that, do you want to tell me about your fashion moment? Yeah, so my fashion moment is what Maria wears to the stone and grave ball. Do she... you want to tell me about that? Well, I just didn't, I was looking oh. at your face to see if you had a, yes, it was, yeah. that was also it's, minor. That is not mine. But do you want to highlight why it's important that Maria is going to the Stone and Grave Ball with a Yes, date? because poor Sumi. Okay, so when Sumi is asking Ariana about Jasper as a potential Stone and Grave Ball date, she's asking it at the spa. And so it's Maria, Sumi, Lexa, Ariana, and Tahira. And she's like, well, what about Jasper? And Ariana's like, well, what about that whole thing with Landon? And Sumi basically reveals to Maria that, like, everyone knows that Maria and Landon are together. And she's like, I'm over it. Like, you guys are together. And it's revealed that on the night of the Halloween party, Landon went down to the boathouse, where I guess Alexa also was, and told them all that he was dating Maria. And so they've all known. And Maria is the only one who didn't know that everyone knew. And so Sumi's like, I'm over him. Now I'm going to go after Jasper. And Ariana doesn't tell her that like, oh no, I'm also hooking up with Jasper because poor Sumi can never get a man. And so Maria is dressed up really nicely because she's going with Landon as her first official, like everyone on campus knows that I'm dating Landon now thing. Which is sweet. It is. So she trails behind Lexa in a silver halter neck dress with her arm crowded with at least 10 diamond tennis bracelets, which I thought was very interesting because tennis bracelets are back in now. They are back in. And also that just means that's so many diamonds. That's so many diamonds. And also the theme for this party is gray and black. Yeah. So everyone has to wear gray. Mine is also from the Stone and Grave party, but mine is Ariana's outfit. She stood in front of the floor to ceiling windows in the lounge area, checking her hazy reflection in the glass, turning this way and that to see the full skirt of her gunmetal gray strapless taffeta gown swish around her. The skirt was wide and stiff and accentuated her tiny waist. She'd adorned her neck with a real diamond necklace she'd purchased at Cartier the day before. Noelle had one just like it, except hers was peppered with sapphires, which she always used to wear to the Ryan's Casino Night Party down on St. Bart's over Christmas break. Except for that one time when Marie wore it and then she got knocked off the boat because someone tried to steal it. (laughs) Exactly. One thing I love is that Ariana does not hesitate before fully going into her like heiress status of like, I am a rich bitch. And she immediately is like, don't you know how much money I have? I'm going to book this whole spot out for my friends. I'm going to use all this money. Here's 10 grand for this fake 
you know, birth certificate. She just, like, balls out. And the fact that she went to Cartier and bought a diamond necklace, like, huge diamond ne- necklace. No appointment, no nothing. That... She, like, walked right in and she's no. like, I want that one, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just and like, And the fact that she what? was, like, That's a bad bitch. Oh, hey, by the way, lawyer guy, before I leave this office, could you have the Lamborghini shipped out here? Because the I don't Porsche. want to... The, por- the, the, the Porsche. The vintage Porsche, yeah. Because uh, I don't want to drive you on a Lee Covington's stupid gold car anymore. <laughs> exactly. So now I'm going to get to drive her father's, like, it felt like the car that, like, it, it's very, like, James Bond vibes to me. And I like that for her. And they, like, drive through Georgetown in this fancy car. And, and I'm just, I want to drive down M Street in a fancy Porsche. But who doesn't? Probably not in my future. <sighs> We've only got one book left, but before we uh, kind of give you guys the rundown on the next episode, Courtney, what is your State of the Union for the week? Tell me your in and your out. My in for the week is a content creator named Hannah Stella. I don't know if you know her by name, but she's that like stay uh, housewife slash content creator who like just travels the world with her husband and they go like skiing or she like goes and makes like a custom oh, yeah. and That girl. Yes. Yes, um, yes. I love her. So I've gotten like three of her videos on my For You page today where it's people being like, what do you do with your time if you don't have a job and yeah, you don't have kids? Thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "How? maybe I should rephrase. Like, how do you feel fulfilled? And I'm like, maybe you just feel bad because the answer to how do you feel your time if you don't have a job is doing all the things that you wish you had time for, but you don't because you have a job. And, and maybe kids. people feel fulfilled by doing the things that bring them joy instead of just having to have a job. Like she's like talking about like making bread for people or learning a language or like learning how to knit or going skiing and like doing all this different stuff. And it's like, we all wish that we could have that. Even if you like, and she does do content creation. So like that is a job too. She has whether a job, or not, yeah. yeah. Whether or not it's challenging or not is like a difference of opinion, I guess. But like, for people to be like, how do you feel fulfilled if you don't have like these markers of what we as like a nuclear family society deem to be success for a woman is so weird because it's like, that's what everyone who has a job and kids wants is more free time to do shit. And she has that. Sorry, you're jealous. Yeah, I, I w- her lifestyle where she's like, okay, we're in Monte Carlo. We were in Aspen last week. And like, I'm, I want that. Who doesn't? I want to be like hot and like fly around the country with my hot rich husband who doesn't my favorite thing she does is the made-up chains that she tells (laughs) her husband are real she'll be like yeah um fatty mcburger stuffs is a burger chain in texas that you can go and they put butter in every single sauce on the table even ketchup and her husband will like believe her because he's never like left manhattan and i just think that's hilarious that she like makes up these fake places So I think she's like actually she's actually funny. And so there's like merit behind her popularity. So um, I think people need to get off their high horses and stop expecting other people to have the same wants and needs as them. Yeah, it's obviously very much coming from a place of like comparison and jealousy. And I'm like, how about you be comparison and jealousy in a good way? Like I'm jealous, but I'm not mad at her about it. No, there's too much energy. Uh, But my out for the week, which is also taking too much energy, I'm spotting and I don't know why. Hate it. Tomato. Ugh, tomato. Tomato. That's the worst. Uh, wouldn't know because I've had my IUD in, but that sucks and I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, it's unfortunate. That's it. That's all I my got. My brain just went blank. What's yeah. your in well, and out for the week? You great. don't have any? No, I do. I do. Um, so my in for the week is fragrance sample sets. Ooh. Uh, I really wanted to try. Um, I actually have it with me right here. 
the new Ellis Brooklyn Sunfruit. Um, but I was like, and I got paid last week and I was like, oh, like maybe it's like, I'll go get this thing. Right. And I went online and I was like, that's expensive. And I also don't know if I would like it. So I should try their scent diary first. So I got the scent diary and I've been testing it out. I like sunfruit, but I'm going to try some of the other ones today. I'm wearing salt. It's very fun. And I realized that I don't have to blind buy things and be stupid about it. So I... I'm very into that and I'm going to continue to buy sample sets first before I buy full perfumes. So that's that. What do you um, do with the samples the you week? don't like though? Oh, I give them to friends. Oh, okay. I just have like a whole bunch of samples rolling around in my bathroom cabinet and I'm like, well. No, I, I give them to friends because usually the things that don't work on me work on my friends. So smart. we've talked about this, the notes that work on me and that mm-hmm. don't work on me, you know, all that jazz. So yeah. My out for the week, however, is making people sad. Oh. Um, well, I told Jess this weekend about the move. Mm-hmm. And it went well. Like, she's very excited. Like, it's exciting stuff. David and I are moving, in case I haven't said that on here yet. And she's excited, but it's like, it's excited, sad. And the thing is, I know I'm just going to have to make other people sad. And it's, that makes me sad. So, but it's happy sad, you know? It's difficult. Emotions are hard. Yes. So yeah, that's my out. Okay. Well, I'm. I. I know that people are sad because they're gonna miss you, but they're not sad like sad, sad. No, no, no. Exactly. Point. Like, I miss you. It's poignancy. Yeah. Yeah. I miss you too. <sighs> well, well, but that's it. <sighs> I can't believe it. Next week is our last book in this series. It feels like it went by so fast. And no because witches. It was only six books. No witches. Not a witch yet. Unless there's next book. You never know. The end of what Private if, was batshit crazy. What? What if Reed uses what? her witch power to defend herself in a final showdown between her and Ariana? And Ariana all of a sudden comes out as a witch? Maybe. Well, we'll because see. she is related to Catherine White. She has yes. inherent innate witch power. And there was a sample of Book of Spells in the back of this book, so maybe maybe that's a hint. Kate Ryan, if you, um, if you guys me in the past, give me some witch. Please give some witch stuff. If you guys want to see if there's any witch stuff next week, uh, you guys can tune in while we read the final book in the Privilege series by Kate Ryan, Cruel Love. Until then, Courtney, where can they find us? Until then, they can find us on Twitter at WittyPod, Instagram at WittyCommittiePod, TikTok, The Witty Committee, our website, thewittycommittee.com. And please, 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 for the love of all that is Brianna Lee Covington, email us your next season suggestions at the witty or at wittycommittiepod at gmail.com. Until next time. We hope you guys join us as we continue to judge the mean girls right back one book at a time.